Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning. And for those of you that are in California, please be safe as this weather is a hot mess. Because as you know, we Californians, we do not do rain very well, especially when it comes to driving. Now, with that being said, and considering that tomorrow is Christmas Eve, I want to first tell my friend, my old friend, Miss Talisa Goodrum, happy birthday, because today is her birthday, and tomorrow is my goddaughter's birthday. And then my best friend, Miss Park's birthday, is also on Christmas. So I want to tell them happy birthday. Now, again, with today's show, we're going to be talking about finding that perfect gift. With tomorrow being Christmas Eve, a lot of individuals are going to be out there in this rain trying to find that perfect gift, trying to make sure that their kids are happy, their loved one is happy. But the problem is, how do you find that right gift? Now, many individuals at work have had parties where they had to play Secret Santa. And my question is, when you did the Secret Santa, was your person pleased with the gift that you picked out? Because those that know me personally know I am not a shopper. I suck when it comes to buying gifts, whether it's birthday, Christmas, it don't matter. I am a terrible shopper. So please forgive me, but I never like to shop. Now, with that being said, I'm going to log on my first caller who's going to help me with this show. Good afternoon, Miss Amy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. You know what? It's raining out here, and it's it's so ugly in Oceanside. It's ridiculous. And then I had a computer issue I had to take care of, and you know I suck when it comes to computer stuff. So I've been on the phone for almost two hours trying to fix something in regards to my military one source stuff. They kicked two of my offices out the system I had to put back in. But I got it taken care of, so I didn't call you going crazy. So... Tell the listeners who you are, and we're going to get started with this show. Um, my name's Amy, and I work with Jeanette. Right now, I'm just, I woke up with from the nasty congestion from this weather change. Ooh-wee. That is so not good. Well, you know my thing, and I'm not trying to put it out there, but take you some colloidal silver. You know you're the one that got all the little gadgets and gurus of stuff to take to make you feel better. So you better take care of that. We can't have you around here sick. That is so not good. Now, with today's topic, finding the perfect gift, and Christmas Eve is right around the corner. Amy, have you finished your Christmas shopping? I have, actually. Oh, I am so It's on a credit card, but it's uh, it's all picked <laughs> out. <laughs> and you know what? And I still didn't open up the gift you gave me. I want to wait till because I might not get a lot of gifts, so at least I know you gave me a gift. So I'm going to wait and open it on Christmas. Because <laughs> when I tell people that I suck when it comes to shopping, they think I'm playing, but I am so not playing. I am not a shopper. I never have been, never like to shop. So talking about this show or this topic, did you run into any challenges when it came to your Christmas shopping? Um. I did, mainly because you think you would have – I come from a big family, so I feel like I have to spend the same amount of money on each person. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I have to check myself because it's not about the money. It's the thought that counts, and I know they're going to appreciate that gift, even if it's less expensive than I spent on another family member or friend. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And you know what, and I think that even when we're young, we think that because sometimes we make it all about money, and it shouldn't be about money. It should be, you know, about the gift. And as I'm I'm sitting here, and I'm laughing because I told you about a topic for tomorrow, and I'm going to go with the topic he gave me. Boy, when I show you the topic, you're going to be like, okay. But um, but getting back to that in regards to the, the the money my part, What is an appropriate amount to spend on a gift? Do it depends on who you send or who you're buying a gift for, 
Or how do you even determine that? I don't know. I feel like when you're younger, you know, you always, your mom always gave your friends, you know, $20 for their birthday or it was like a $20 gift. But then as they got older, you know, you, like my grandparents increased it a little bit, but why? You know, mm-hmm. money is money. So I don't know. I feel like some gifts are just more expensive and sometimes can show more appreciation. Like for my mom, I like to spend a little bit more on her because she spends mm-hmm. so much on all of us. Mm-hmm. And she won't buy you know, it herself. I want to tell a funny story. I remember when I was a teenager and my mother's boyfriend came to me and wanted to buy my mother a gift for Christmas and he didn't know what to buy her. So he thought he would ask me. And so I he gave me $200 to go buy her a gift. And back then, in the 80s, $200 was a lot of money for a gift. I went to Montgomery Wards <laughs> and I bought my mother a dress. I wrapped it all up in a box and, you know, put his name on it. I thought the dress was so cute. My mother cussed him out. <laughs> she said, where you get this ugly dress from? <laughs> Girl, my mother took the dress back to the store and got the receipt, I mean, got the money for the dress. I felt so bad because I thought it was a cute dress, you know, a little homely little dress. You know, girl, my mother went off. My mother, I think that's probably why I wasn't good at shopping because she would shun us and talk about us so bad to where I didn't want to. I didn't want to shop. I did not want to shop because she was hard to shop for. So what I would do is I would either buy her like crystal glasses or don't buy her no jewelry because you buy her jewelry you might get cuffed out. You don't give her flowers, you gonna get cuffed out. But because, you know, Amy, there are some individuals that people do struggle to buy the perfect gift for, which is what I was thinking about when it came to this topic. And I'm getting this information from, it says, oneforall.com, and it says, who do we struggle to buy the perfect gift for? And I'm going to say mine was my mother. But Christmas shopping is no easy task, especially when it feels like you have an endless number of friends and families to buy for. And, you know, Amy, I want to see, and think about my family, my auntie Pee-wee was, because was, my aunt, my grandfather used to always give her the money to go shop, she would number the gifts. And we never knew whose number was who, so she would always, because she liked to shop, so she would always have a bunch of gifts up under the tree. But as our family grew and people got older, the people we shopped for became less. Because I'm, I have another question for you, Amy, because you're talking about family. Are you supposed to buy all of your family member gifts, or do you just then trickle down to just the kids? Um, I mean, when it, uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. My mom got, my mom gets everyone a gift. All her kids, she always gets everyone a gift. But I always got all my siblings gifts. I don't know. That's just kind of our mm-hmm. thing. Is we get everyone a gift. It may not be the same price range for everyone, but for the most part, everyone gets everyone a gift. And see, and that's weird because I know, like, with my sisters, with me and my two sisters, we would buy gifts when we were younger, but then when we got older, we stopped buying each other gifts, and then my middle sister, she converted and claimed to be a Muslim, so she stopped celebrating Christmas. So we didn't have to buy her anything because she wouldn't even come around on the holidays. And so my baby sister, what we did was we stopped buying each other gifts and just would buy gifts for our kids. You know, I would get kids stuff for her kids, she would get stuff for my kids, and that was it. We we didn't do that See, anymore. My, my brother, my oldest brother, is the only one with a kid right now. Mm, okay. So it, okay. And so, and I didn't even get him a gift because he's my A, but my mom still got them one gift from the family and for their for their daughter because she says it's not her fault that her parents choose not to come over so she wrapped it all up and sent it to their house because they chose not to come spend christmas with us which is fine um but she says that and i think that's a very humble thing of her well because the bottom line is it's still her grandchild and you know what and sometimes that happens because I know before I moved into my rental property and I had the bigger house, I would always do the holidays at my house. 
I would always do the Christmas. My grandkids would come over. All my sons, baby mamas would come over. And we would have a really good time. But I don't even know if I'm going to even see my grandkids except for Mr. Ryder. And I was out shopping for him yesterday. And um, all I did was just bought a bike and a helmet and underwear, like teacher told me to. But it was funny because I was watching the kids, and, and I'm noticing now that when we start talking about these perfect gifts, do we also, another question, do you give them the gift that they ask for? Because when I was out, I saw a lot of parents with their children, and they were buying the gifts in front of their children. The kids was holding the gifts, or picking out their gifts. So I guess you can't go wrong that way. Because another thing I used to do, Amy, and I was so, I'm was i so guilty of it, I meant to admit it now, when I would shop for my kids, especially the big ticket items, I would buy stuff I wanted. Even last night I was at Walmart, I saw a ping pong table. I started to buy it because I like playing ping pong. But I said, I don't have nowhere to put no ping pong table, and I know good and well it is not for my grandkids. It's going to be for me, but then I ain't going to have nobody to play with. Now, according to this article, and talking about the Christmas list, and when you're trying to buy for everyone, and every purchase feels like a victory for one ever-ending tick, you go on and on and on. But they surveyed a hundred, no, a thousand and one adults, and they found out that people, when they started start shopping for Christmas, in regards to who was the hardest to shop for, they was able to find at least one friend or one family member that they felt clearly put a lot of pressure on themselves when it came to shopping for a gift for that person. And it makes me wonder, is it because they want to be accepted? Do they want to be praised for the gift? And I think that's where the problem comes to, Amy, with money, because it's not all about the value of the gift. Because one thing I noticed, like with Tisha, she would, you know, at one point have the kids make things, they do things. So it kind of took away spending a lot of money to just spending time with each other. Because one of the things we start talking about finding that perfect present, the research that they did, they found that 38% struggle to find the right present because the person already has everything they need. While 22% say they struggle because they should be complimented as more than someone means, because they mean something to them, and the more that they will stress about getting the right gift. Now, however, one in five of us simply don't know what to buy our loved ones, while 19% say the recipient is too fussy. Now, let's face it, we all know someone who is never happy with their gift and needs to work on a thank you, I love it face. And that is interesting, because like I said, my mother was one of those. She, I remember one time, I'll never forget, my um, sister bought my mother, because my mother liked Crystal. My mother, my sister bought my my mother this big old crystal cross, and I think my sister still have it now. When my mother saw that cross, my mother started fussing. I don't want this old ugly thing, and da da da. da. And then when my sister walked in the room, she was like, "Oh, thank you. It's so pretty." And I looked at my mother like, "No, you didn't just do that." <laughs> but you know, Amy, when we look at at the face of kids, some parents really need to fix their face when it comes to the gifts that they receive. Now, Amy, it indicates that this is why more than one in three people think someone in their family would re-gift a present they were given. And what do you think about that? Have you ever re-gifted a present, Amy? Guilty. <laughs> but I um, I had totally have re-gifted a gift. I, we have these, uh, hopefully they never hear this, but we have these family friends and uh, they give the worst gifts. Like, it got mm-hmm. to the point where we couldn't even fake it anymore. Like, my mom always taught us to be grateful, but in October, my birthday's to the beginning of October, and she gave me a gingerbread house and a penguin dress and a Christmas hat. And after <laughs> that, my mom looked at her and just said, let's not do gifts anymore for the girl. You know, because uh-huh. we have the same amount of kids that so was, like, going back and forth. So I was like, let's just not do gifts between the families. And uh, because it was so obvious that she was, as a teacher, she got all these gifts and she just saved them and then she would re-gift them. But it mm-hmm. does, you can't, you know? <laughs> Girl, I remember when I was in middle school. No, I wasn't in middle school. I was in elementary school. 
So you know I'm going way back. My mother was so mad because we had to do the Secret Santa at school. And my mother went out and bought my secret gift that she bought for whoever I had to give it to was, I think, a board game or something. And, girl, somebody gave me some red fingernail polish. My mother was so mad. Do you know my mother went to the school and gave them that fingernail polish back? Now, to me, it wasn't no big deal, but my mother was highly upset. And ever since then, I never really cared for the Secret Santa gifts changing, especially at work and stuff like that. But at least now I know a lot of employees, they put a cap on the gift where, you know, it shouldn't be no more than $10 or $20 or whatever the case may be because then that way that person, because I don't know what that young lady's financial situation was at the time, but my mother was highly upset about that red fingernail polish. Have you ever had one of those experiences, Amy, with the Secret Santa? Um. No, I mean I think the cap on it is is a good is a good thing to have just because people some people ha- are financial means are limited and it's hard to get a gift so if there's a cap on it then it's fair among all the employees unless uh-huh. that person's going to the dollar section at ninety nine cent store but it it's about the thought and it's the fun of it you know so it's, you can't if you can't be a fair or a what is it a good sport in the game then don't play at all. You can That's opt true. out. That is true. And you know what? And it's funny because I remember one time uh, my church sisters, we had um, an event one time, and we was passing along, I guess it was a game that you would play. And the person would hold the gift, and then something would happen, and you could steal people's gifts, and it was something that I wanted, and somebody took it. Ooh, I was hot <laughs> because I wanted that gift. So I don't do well with stuff like that. I don't I don't do well with finding them games. Even my um my last intern, she had a Christmas party she invited me to and she bought the gift for me to give at the party. I kept the gift. I said, Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not giving it to nobody, I'm keeping it. She said, Well, I'm gonna have to bring you another gift to give away then. So I don't I don't do well. I, I just do not do well. Now, I'm looking at some information and if you wanna call in and you wanna talk about your gift-giving experiences or your gift-receiving experiences, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because I would love to hear your experiences before we go through the Christmas Eve and the Christmas Day. Now, Amy, here's another information, and it talks about how to find the perfect gift and it indicates that the holiday grease is really heating up by now because, like I said, people are out there rushing. I remember one of my best friends, every time she would go shop for Christmas, she would wait till Christmas Eve. And I was like, why do you wait till Christmas Eve to go shop? Because most of the stuff be gone. When I was out looking for Ryder's bike, Amy, I bought the last bike. And I was like, Lord, please don't let nobody run over there and snatch that bike before I get over there. You know, but it was the last one. So when you wait to the last minute, there's all kind of frenzies and people trying to, you know, they're out there, parking is a mess, people's attitude is is horrible. But the thing is when we start talking about that is with Christmas shopping, it's finding that perfect gift make having perfect holidays as easy as Christmas. Now, here's some good ways you can find a gift. Gifts are different than going to parties, whereas parties usually not nearly are, they're not as memorable as the disastrous gift card can be in regards to the memory. But a cleverly wrapped gift is even more memorable. Now, Amy, what about your gift wrapping? Because I think that plays a big part in a gift, too, is how it's wrapped. Are you are you good at um, my mom taught me how to wrap gifts, but it's so much fun because my brother always showed up with on Christmas and we wrapped in newspaper. Or my younger mm-hmm. brother loved to just take a roll of duct tape, and it would just be it would it would be torture. Like, is it worth us even trying to get this open with this duct tape right now? So I mean, there's just it doesn't have to all be about perfect wrapping, but that's part of the fun of it, you know. If I just pulled out a gift, that's not fun to open, uh-huh. you know. Oh, I bought this for you. Uh, uh, it's all about that one, surprise. One time, well, my mother used to always fuss at me because I waste paper. I used to always waste wrapping paper. 
and she would keep paper forever. I mean, just forever. Paper be old. It just feel like it's just about to fall apart, you know, but she would always keep her wrapping paper. And one year, and I'm going to post it on my Facebook, one year Tisha decided we did the the worst Christmas gifts, and back then Tyena and them was little. And, girl, we was giving them onions, cans of tuna. I had just showed that to the clients, too, on um, Saturday when I did the child abuse group. But, you know, sometimes wrapping a gift can be just as fun because some people like putting things in bags and, and bowls, and they go out of their way to make the gift really, really, really cute. But I'm going to say this, Amy. I don't care how cute you wrap it. Have you ever had one of those fruit cakes? Yeah. <laughs> can you wrap a, few, a fruit cake to where that cake going to look pretty? <laughs> I remember one time I, I got mad at my mother. Cake. My mother gave me a fruitcake, girl. I gave it right back to her the following year. I kept it right on my refrigerator. I couldn't wait to wrap that thing up and give it back to her. <laughs> Do they even still sell them things, Amy? I don't know. I don't even think I've actually ever eaten one. I've never tasted it. I, I don't know what they even taste like. They just look gross. You know, and all the little fruits and all that stuff. I, I used to think it was like jelly beans or something in it. I didn't know what the heck was in that thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is ugly. You know, so let's get back to talking about, you know, we talked about the wrapping. We talked about um, the person that's hard to shop for. And like I said, we are really down to the wire. We talked a little bit about the last-minute shopper. And um, and I mean, Amy, like I said, traffic is horrible. The malls is just, like, packed. And I know between today and tomorrow, it's going to even be worse. Now, Amy, when you're out there, do you get frustrated with trying to find that perfect gift? Um, no, I get frustrated with other people because people irritate me, the way they drive, the way they snatch or cut you off or anything like that. It's a test of my patience, but I can't really get frustrated because if I can't find something for in the in the store that they would uh-huh. like, then I have to dig deeper. You know, uh-huh. sometimes like a picture you took together in a picture frame from a good uh-huh. time means way more than some other item, and it's cheaper. Uh-huh. So you have to dig harder. If you can't find anything that's on the shelf, then you got to dig deeper. You know what? It's funny because people already told me, Jeanette, don't you buy me nothing from Ross? Because you know Ross is my favorite store. I love me some Ross. One year, I'll never forget, I bought three men the same coat from Ross. <laughs> Amy, I got cussed out. It was the ugliest coat. It was a white coat with, like, green patches on it. And I bought three of the same coats. Two people complained. The other person, he didn't say nothing about it. He was like, okay, he was just happy to get a coat from me. You know, but I didn't know. Like I said, I'm not a good shopper. I bought three of the same things. You know, so I know now don't go buy nobody from nothing from Ross. I have another question I want to throw out there, Amy, when we talk about finding that perfect gift because all this stuff is popping up in my head of the things that I've done. What about gift cards? Because some people say when we're trying to find that perfect gift, some people like obtaining and receiving gift cards or money, but some individuals, they want you to put a little thought, a little effort and stuff in it. What is your view on that? Hey, gift cards still thought to me. I have nothing wrong with gift cards. I think um, it's better than being like, oh, I didn't know what to get you. Correct. You know, it's Correct. it's not like they're still thinking of you and maybe they don't have the time or – they really don't know what you want. Sometimes I'd rather have the money than the gift. <laughs> mhm. And you know what? And I think a lot of people feel like that, but then some individuals feel like, well, I would rather have some thought or some effort to um to go into it. Now, and like I said, it's almost Christmas, and many of us are still scrambling around trying to choose the perfect gift for a friend or relative. What do they want? What do they need? What can we buy? And we can spend hours in shops asking ourselves these questions, and there's another way to select the perfect gift, but it involves changing our perception of what the gift giving is about. Because that's part of it too, Amy. We have to, in regards to our our perception, because it's not really all about money. It, it really isn't. 
You know, it's about the holidays, it's spending time with one another, you know, celebrating. You know, it, it's, it's, it takes on a whole different meaning. Now, I have some information, and it comes from lifehack.org, and they talk about this. And it indicates that the problem is we think about gift-giving as an exchange of physical objects. A useful alternative is to think when think of a gift as communication. When you give a gift to someone, what are you actually doing or what are you speaking or what are you saying about them? You know, a lot of times it indicates that you buy, you make, or you discover a gift that says something to the receiver. They receive the gift, and if they are perceptive, they will understand your message. But a lot of times, Amy, it can give people the the wrong message. Because like I said, when I bought them three coats, and that man was like, uh, where you get this from? <laughs> Amy, I couldn't even lie. I was like, I got it at Ross. I just didn't tell I bought three of them. You know, <laughs> so we, <laughs> the perception. Amy, have you ever thought about the perception of when someone gave you something like, uh, why did you give me this? Oh, of course. But, I mean, they won't know that. But then I go home, I'm like, I, don't, I just don't understand what, why someone would think I would want, like my mom, my mom got gifted a crock pot the other day. She's like, I uh-huh. am 53 years old, and they think I don't have a crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, she's like, I'm putting it on the shelf, and I'm sending it for that wedding I have to go to next year. Oh, my gosh. So she's going to re-gift the gift. Uh uh uh, that's true. But you know what? But they got some good crock pots out there. Teacher just bought a crock pot the other day because she was talking about making a Mississippi roast for Christmas. I don't know what a Mississippi roast supposed to taste like, but I guess we go find out. So crock pots are back back in style. Um, so are those pressure cookers. I know my godbrother kept trying to was like Jeanette, put the greens in the pressure cooker. I'm like, I'm not putting no greens. And no pressure cooker. The last time I tried to cook something in a pressure cooker, I opened up the top, girl. I had juice and almost burnt myself. So I don't, I don't mess with them things. Now, getting back to what the gift communicates. Some gift communicates distance. Others, intimacy. Now, some say, I love your creativities. Others, you should look after yourself. Now, some are downright insulting. And I mean, Amy, I think the fruitcake is one of those things that's just downright insulting. Or you buy somebody something that you know they can't fit. You know, you know they can't fit that outfit. You know, so sometimes people do stuff like that. And it's like, um, are you trying to tell me I need to lose some weight? Are you trying to tell me? You know, what you trying to tell me? So I would say a lot of things, Amy, we really shouldn't take personal. But... By that same token, you don't want to give nobody the power to think that they kind of hurt your feelings, though, either. Now, when we start talking about what these gifts say to individuals and what they communicate, I want to say I remember there was an old saying they used to say, don't buy nobody no shoes because if you buy some shoes, they might walk out your life. But then back in the day when Jordans were so expensive and, and, you know, all of different shoes, you know, people started wanting shoes. Now, if you are harnessing this thinking when you're choosing a gift, then you can quickly move towards the perfect gift. One of the things you can ask yourself, what do I want to say to this person? Then move on to what can I give them that will communicate this. This is opposite to the more common what can I buy them and then what will they think of it. Amy, I have a question. What would you think? And I don't want to um, jinx you or anything. What do you think about people buying rings for Christmas? Do you think that that's really a form of engagement or could it be a friendship ring? What do you think about that? Like who's buying me a ring? I don't know. You might get one. I don't want to say that. And then you come back, Jeanette, why did you say that on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now I'm I'm going to question you later. Um, No, I think it's like. I think the holidays bring people together and it's intimate, even between families. Sometimes, like, I love the holidays for that reason. It's just the one time my family is all in one room together, you know, and we're all happy. And there's just, there's so much, like, walking around looking at light. So I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a ring if the intentions are right, obviously. Um, 
but I don't have a problem with that. Not this year for me, though. <laughs> uh-uh, and I told a friend one time, he didn't know what to buy his girlfriend for Christmas, and he, he was like, you know, what should I buy her? What should I, I said, buy her a ring. Girl, he went and bought her a ring. He cussed me out. He was like, now she think we engage. I was like, oops. <laughs> that was the wrong idea. That was I, I guess I gave him bad advice on that one. You know, but they later went on and got married, which was great. But, yeah, I kind of told him to go buy her a ring for Christmas. So, but the thing is, a lot of times individuals can, you know, take and they can um, get a mixed message in regards to that, especially with the intimacy. And I have a question. What if someone bought you a ring and you didn't want it? Would you say, you know what, I appreciate it? Or would you ask them what is their intentions? How, How do you even respond to that? I mean, I think that if you're in a romantic relationship and someone bought you a ring and you weren't ready, then, yeah, you have to say no. But if uh, a friend bought me a ring, then, hey, I'm keeping that. If they know the boundaries, but, like, if they're, if, if it's the thought, like, hey, I saw this and I thought you'd really like it, then, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. See, but then again, but I guess I'm no not thank you. You know what? I don't keep up with jewelry. I cannot. Me and jewelry, I, I have the hardest time keeping up with my earrings. They wouldn't buy you a ring. They wouldn't buy you a ring. You know what, Amy? As many marriages I had, I can't even find my wedding rings. So you know I'm bad. <laughs> I'm horrible when it comes to stuff like that. Now, again, the gifts that come up when we think of as a gift, communicate, may be the same that we think of and other ways. The difference is or may be simply that we arrive at a decision faster and more certainly that our gift is the right for that person. I would just say communicate it, you know, just say, you know what, I was thinking about you, I saw this, I thought it would look good on you, you, you know, and not going into a lot of details because you don't want to disappoint the person or the per- you don't want to have the person be disappointed in you either. But I think it should be some dialogue with the gifts, too, instead of just saying, here, take this. Because a lot of times you might mess around and just get your get your feelings hurt. Yeah. Now, I mean, Amy, what is I some think- advice that we can give to the listeners when it comes to the questions that they need to ask themselves? Because a lot of times, it takes skills. It takes, you know, like I said, I admit later, I noticed that yesterday when I was out at Walmart and I wanted to buy a bunch of things and I knew, you know, I'm like, um, what was the comedian when he said I got a savings and a checking? You know, I didn't have the money to be out there doing a whole lot of shopping. I went in to go get a few items and that was it and I'm out. But by that same token, I thought about that. I said, you know, a lot of times when I was shopping for my kids and my grandkids, A lot of them things were stuff I wanted, stuff I wanted to play with. It wasn't even what they asked for. Because I don't even know, what's the big um, kid ticket item this year? Because I remember one time it was finding emo. It was, you know, normally it's something, whatever the latest toy is. Since Toys R Us went out of business, what are kids even into now besides electronics? I don't know. I don't have kids. Don't jinx me on that one, too. What are you doing to me today? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm giving you kids. I'm about to give you a husband. I'm about to do all of that. I know. (laughs) Bear me off. Okay. Okay. Let me get off Amy. Somebody better call in so we can divert the conversation a little bit, you know. You know, because I was thinking I wanted to write her a drum set. I've always wanted to get him a drum set. I don't know why. Knowing him, he probably going to beat somebody with a drum with a stick. Teacher will kick but again, your butt. that's something that I want him to have. Now, what would you mean, Amy? So oh, What'd you say? Kick your butt. Teacher's gonna kick oh, your butt. Oh, buy the drum set. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to. My mom used to have this thing where the people. It was so funny. Her and her friend had this ongoing war of who can get their each other's kids' most annoying toys. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The loudest, the most annoying, the ones that need batteries. Mm-hmm. That went on for years. I think my sisters and I subconsciously did that because she would buy toys that would be making noise even when the kids weren't even playing with them. I used to be like, what is that sound? You know, but, no, because I want to, I want Ryder to learn how to play the drums. Now, when we talk about the perfect gift, 
And I'm looking at something that talks about in the New York Times, and it says the perfect gift, it's the one they ask for. But is that always true? Because just because they ask for it doesn't mean that it's within your means, but sometimes it does let the person know that you are paying attention. You know, if a person say, you know what, are they at the store, you know, there was this perfume. Because, see, I'm a bully. I start taking people's stuff. If it's something I want, I just take it. You know, Pat had a coat. Girl, that leather jacket was so cute. I was like, can I, can I wear your coat? Girl, I still ain't getting this coat back. You know, um, one of the a person had some perfume. Girl, I took the perfume. Ryder took the, the top off the perfume, so I got to order me some more of that, you know. So sometimes it's the thing, sometimes we would say that they ask for But they did something, Amy, and it talks about a social scientist there, and they said for the holiday season, and after extensively observing how people responded to their gifts, they have advice for shoppers. You don't have to try so hard. You're not obligated to spend hours finding the right gift for each person on your list. Most would be just happy with a something quick and easy. This may sound too good to be true, but rest assured, this is not the ploy of some what they call lazy scrooges in academia. But they did some research, Amy, and one of the things that they said is that they always found that the wisest mentor for the holidays is the one where the data can back up with their advice. And one of the things that they indicated was if someone say that they wanted something, you can't go wrong if you give them what they ask for. But then the question becomes, Amy, is what if you're not able to afford it? Because the one commercial that I still see is the ones when they had these Lexus and these cars with these big red bows. What do you think about that, Amy? That's so funny because the other day we were just talking and it was me, Austin, and one of his friends, and he's like, oh, one of these days I want to come home and give you a car for Christmas or your birthday. And his friend's like, yeah, here, I, here's the down payment, and then you have to do your month to month car note. I know. Like, there, there's, it's, you know, like, you can't, unless you're fully paying it off, you're not really buying the car. It's all about the thought of it. And for the most part, mm-hmm. I know what car I want. That's my mom's thing, is my mom's so picky about cars, my dad could never do that for her. Because that's your car. Mm-hmm. And then people keep things because they think they have to keep it because their significant other gave it to them, and they have to pretend they like it. Well, I don't know, Amy. My last husband told me if I had a baby, he'd buy me a Jag, and I um, I wouldn't buy that one. A, a baby versus a Jag, I'd buy my own Jag. I ain't having no baby for no Jag. That didn't even make sense to me. But I did <laughs> want a Jag. <laughs> I but I didn't want to wear that before work. I'm like, okay, a baby, y'all go wait to get wait till y'all get 18. A jag, the maintenance go kick my butt. I gotta put gas in it, and I'm not gonna want no 18 year old jag. So nope, I pair. So um, I mean, I think like you when it comes Amy, down, it, so hmm? when it comes down to when it comes down to gifts, I think like a lot of times we doubt like. For me, you know, like religious background, even for family members, and you're like, oh, do you do I get them a gift? Do they do I not? They know I do this, and it's like you go back and forth and toss and turn. So I mean, I think when in doubt, there's nothing wrong with like the thought. Nobody is gonna be like, I'm not accepting this, you know, because <laughs> your intention is you're thinking of them. Mm-hmm. Like I went over to um, Austin's grandma's house and I brought her a picture frame. And it had her three sons or her three grandsons in it. Um, okay. And it's like the first time they have, they have a picture all together. And I wrapped it and I gave it to her. And she was like so excited. And I had one for her fridge and then a picture frame. And she's like, you know, I never celebrated Christmas. But now Chris, or the holiday season is a really lonely time. Because mm-hmm. her husband's gone and they don't celebrate it. But it's everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. And so she and she, she really appreciated she's that. Jehovah Witness, correct? Correct. Yeah. And that's how it was with my grandmother. And see, on my father's side, because we didn't have to go buy grandma nothing for Christmas, but we would have to go buy my mother's mother something for Christmas. You know, so that is true. And um, 
And, I, you know, and I used to wonder, not just because some people buy stuff all year round. It's the way my grandmother used to explain it. Don't give me something on one day when you can just give it to me whenever you want or, you know, whenever you you feel the need to. You know, Amy, I'm looking at some information, and it was written in Forbes magazine, and it's dated December 11, 2017. It says, seven signs you shouldn't buy another Christmas gift. And what they indicate, and we know that they say Christmas is a time for giving, but that is not the reason for the season. So I don't want people to think that it's all about money, it's all about presents, it's all about, you know, because I think Tony tomorrow I want to talk about a show similar to that, because we get the message of the seasons confused. Now, when we start talking about Christmas is a time for giving, but as a chance, we're going a bit overboard with this gift-giving days, and we talk about Peyton Holiday's. But did you know that they indicate that the average American will spend over $1,047.83 this holiday season? And let's face it, for most part, we're spending that $1,000 at least buying stuff we really don't even need. And that's the sad part about it. And when we look at our home, a lot of us already have what we already need. And if you need something and you well, you've already bought it. Amy, do you know, and I think I've shared, last Christmas I wanted me a 55 or 50-inch TV. I went, I think a couple of days after Christmas, Amy, bought my TV. Do you know my TV is still in the box? I never took it out of the box. My TV is still, I haven't even, I, I don't even know if the screen is cracked. I really need to open up that box and take that TV out that box. I did not need the TV. I wanted the TV. Now, when we start talking about things and talking about uh, whether we need it or we want it, when we look around our home, like I said, sometimes we already have what we already need. Now, these are seven signs you shouldn't buy another Christmas gift. You are still paying off last year's gift. Amy, if you bought gifts and you still paying it off last year's gifts, you don't need to be out there spending no more money. The second one, it says, the person you're shopping for already has everything. Now, we know that you when we say everything, it's like certain items you would want to buy them or whatever they already have, and sometimes we start repeating the items over and over again because I know like, we did that a lot with my mother. We would buy her the same old stuff. The third one is, the person you're shopping for has requested no gifts. Amy, what do you do if the person tells you, baby, don't buy me nothing? Oh, honey, you don't need to give me anything. Should you respect their wishes or should you just go try to buy them something anyway? Um, I think it depends on who it is. I think, like, hey, look, I really do want to get you something, but what what can I get or what do you want or what do you need or anything like that? And if they're like, no, really, I, I don't want anything, then, like, maybe just a card. Because it's all about the thought. It doesn't have to be a physical gift. Mm-hmm. You know what, Amy? I like number four, and don't laugh at me. Number four, it says the person you're buying a gift for already has a clutter problem. <laughs> Amy, uh, yeah. if, I, if I showed you the picture of my garage, when I tried to clean out my garage, Amy, it was stuff in my garage that was in boxes that wasn't even open. I don't even know what's in the box. Now, the average American home now contains 300,000 items. Possessions are a burden on our lives. They drain money, time, and energy, and they add stress. If the person you're shopping for has a clutter problem in their home and you know who they are, maybe the best gift can be to give them not a gift but a physical gift. You know, Amy, I remember even as kids, I don't know when you were in school, if you gave your mom the little thing to tell her that I'll wash dishes for a week, I'll vacuum for a week. You know, in school they make these little homemade gifts. That could be something, too, that you can give a person that may be the perfect gift or giving them a free massage, a spa day or, you know, something like that. What is your thoughts in regards to that? Oh, yeah, a coupon book. Yep. Yep. That's good. I feel like for your significant other, it's like 365 reasons why I love you. I don't even know if I could come up with that many if I made this gift. <laughs> but you cut them <laughs> on pieces of paper, and every day they pull them out. <laughs> 
Wow. Another thing, Liz, it says you've already bought gifts for everyone on your list except for one. And one of the most significant holiday trends over recent years is the increase is self-gifting. People treating themselves to presents when they're out shopping for others. In fact, according to the National Retail Federation, nearly 60% of us will give ourselves gifts this holiday season. If everyone on your list is crossed off, resist the urge to add one more name at the bottom, yours. You know, and I think that's where I got in trouble because I'll go and I'll buy stuff I want or buy stuff for myself. So a lot of times it's not even a time. We don't even need some of that stuff, but we'll go out there and do it anyway. And another thing, Amy, when we start talking about finances, you don't need to be out there shopping if you're digging into your savings. Before you enter the holiday seasons, it's wise to set a budget to keep from overspending. Do you know that, unfortunately, Amy, 80, 38.5% of us will take money from our savings emergency funds for holiday shopping? Were you aware of that? Uh, well, I did it, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I couldn't even do that. I was like, okay, this is what I got, and this is how we're going to make this work. I'm going to buy this, this, this. I'm going to get these grandkids this. I'm done. I'm done. Now, another reason you shouldn't be out shopping if you think one more gift will make the perfect holiday. Marketers work hard to convince us that consumer products will create that perfect holiday season. If we buy the right lights, the biggest tree, the perfect gift, the ideal stocking stuffers, Christmas will be perfect. We have to get out of that illusion, Amy, because the gifts and all of that stuff don't make the holidays. It, it really don't. So we got to be mindful. Like you said, it's spending time together. It's, it's doing things other than just out there just shopping. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think, uh, oh, go ahead. No, what was you going to say? No, I just said, yeah, I think that we, when you watch commercials, you know, they those feed into, especially males' brains with jewelry. You know, like, you're mm. the center of my world. You're like, oh, that's good. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is true. That is true. I'm trying to go onto my Facebook, and I'm looking at some things, and, you know, I'm trying to find some information because a lot of times people don't be wanting to call in. They'll send me text messages or they'll put stuff on Facebook to see if I can find some comments, some responses in regards to how to find that perfect gift. And I want to say, Amy, if you if you buy it and it's from your heart and you really want that person to have something or, you know, even if it's something that, that you have that individuals have thought, you know, I remember, I'll never forget, when I used to dress up to go to church, I don't dress up as much as I used to to go to church anymore, but I used to go to church, and my mother had this store that she would shop at, and she hit me on to this place. And I would go to the church, and a lot of women would say, oh, I like that dress. Baby, can I have that dress? And I would go back the next week, Amy, and I would give it to them. And they would be like, for real? I was like, you asked me for it, or you can have it. And they would be amazed by, I would give them what they asked for. And they'd be like, baby, I like them shoes. Well, you can, I'll go give it to them, you know. So sometimes, but then you got to wonder, what if they just saying it to, and they really don't like it, but they just, you know, trying to make think you make you feel good. But it wasn't that I was vain or it wasn't that I was trying to be, and nor was I spending a whole lot of money on my clothes, but they just would always compliment me on the clothes that I was wearing, and when they would ask me for it, I would go back and give it to them. What are your thoughts, Amy, in regards to that? Because like I said, I, I found, and I want to say, I'll never forget, I'm going to tell you one time I did it too. When I was going to um, Friendly Church of God in Christ, Mother Hammond, God rest her soul, she would get on me about a, my dress, my splits. So what I did was <laughs> I bought her a dress like mine, <laughs> just a different color. I was like, okay, here you go. I don't know if she ever wore the dress or what she did with it, but I did. I went and bought her one, too. So have you ever bought somebody something, Amy, or given someone something that they asked for that you had? Yeah, I mean, if someone compliments you, I'm like, oh, I love that. That's really great. And then 
said, hey, I need an idea, and you thought you liked it, so I'm going to buy it for you. Mm-hmm. It's like you gave me that bit. Yeah, but it's also like you're listening to someone. You know, like if mm-hmm. someone says something and they get you what you, oh, I, I really want one of these, and they get it for you, you can't be mad because you just asked for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just they're listening and they're trying to get you, like, they're being realistic, you know? There's mm-hmm. no, create. there might not be creativity in it, but they just try to do get you a gift. Like, remember that we have had a few clients talk like that. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is that is so so true. So Amy, let's give the listeners some ideas, some tips. First of all, you don't have to go out of your way and buy for everybody. If you're not able, just let them know I'm not able to buy you anything right now, but I thought about you. Or sometimes your presence may be all that they really want versus you showing up with a whole bunch of gifts. Because sometimes you have to let a person know and see some individuals, they'll use it as an excuse because they claim that after Christmas shopping you can buy and save more money by buying gifts. So some people try these after Christmas deals. And then I'll never forget, girl, one time my kids went to go visit my daughter's father in Wisconsin. He bought a whole bunch of gifts and told them they was gonna mail, he was going to mail them the gifts back to California. Amy, you know they never got them gifts, right? <laughs> They never got them. My kids were mad. But sometimes it talks about, and I have some information, it talks about mannersmentors.com, how to gracefully let others know you won't be buying them a gift this year. How do you tell people you won't be buying for them, buying them Christmas gifts this year? For your news to be well-received, you need to address both your practical and emotional side of giving presents. You'll find Seven how-tos below for gracefully telling individuals you won't be giving them gifts this season without seeming like a Scrooge, because a lot of times people think you're being a Scrooge. My son told me he will start practicing his religious practices, so he won't be buying gifts. I was like, mm, okay, you tell that to your grand, tell, them, tell that to your kids, because I don't need to hear it. I, don't, I ain't waiting on no gift from him. But the thing is, we start talking about those gifts and those situations. If your budgets require you to cut back on holiday spending, or you just want a less gift focus on Christmas and you plan to buy people fewer gifts or no gifts this year, the best time to tell them is now. It's easier to let them or for them to accept the change of your annual gift giving tradition before they start getting or can't wait to come see you. Now, one of the things you can do is you let other people know we're not going to be exchanging gifts this year. You know, Amy, I think a lot of families have done that. They've said, you know what, we're not going to be exchanging gifts. What we're going to be doing is having dinner. What do you think about that in regards to telling them instead of gifts, let's just do dinner? Oh, I love that idea. I wish I could do that with more people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so one of the things that they talk about is set your expectations early as possible. You know, then that way you don't have a bunch of kids running out there to the car waiting to see what you got and then looking all prune-faced when they see you don't have nothing. You know, because I've had that that happen too. A lot of times they're expectations. They expect for you to go out of your way, but sometimes people are just not able because things are just so expensive. Even making a meal, Amy, is expensive. So let them know. Another thing is... You can also let friends and coworkers know you'd rather not exchange um, Christmas gifts this year. Now, we know that Christmas is right around the corner, so these are things you probably can do next year because we kind of already passed that that stage, but you don't want to feel like you are embarrassed. And another thing is how to get other parents to agree not to exchange Christmas gifts amongst your um, children's friends. You can use the same method by letting them know ahead of time that your child won't be participating. And, you know, I commend a lot of individuals that donate. Amy, we got to change the way we do things for the Center for the Treatment and J.A. Precious because we have a lot of families that are in need. We have a lot of families that, I mean, are parents that have children that I would love to give them gifts. At one point, I used to do that. I would buy the kids bikes. I would give parents gift cards. This year I wasn't financially able to do it, 
but I did used to do it in the past when I had the financial ability to do so. But um, there's a lot of organizations out there. You know, they used to have the um, Toys for Tots, which I haven't even seen a lot of um, those organizations. Do you think that the donations are down? What do you think is going on with that, Amy? I don't think donations are down. I just think um, sometimes we forget, you know, like we get so caught up in our own families and what's going on right now, and it's a fast-paced time that we just Mm -hmm. forget, you know. But that's not everybody. Some people are on it, and they are always giving. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing, but we need to give people a need as well. Because just Mm -hmm. because we're giving the our in, uh, our family and friends, like well, not everyone else, not everyone has that ability. Correct, because I know, like I said, I remember when I was a social worker and I worked for a social finding agency, and they used to get a lot of donations from Toys from Tots and the Jack and Jill, and there was a lot of um, you know, there's organizations that would donate to to um, children of incarcerated parents and single parents and. You know, the churches would have a lot of um, different things and giving out a lot of stuff. I just didn't see a lot of that this year. I don't know if it was just me or, you know, I didn't see it. I didn't even see a lot of people hanging out in front of stores, you know, taking donations. I'm like, dang, this is a, a dry holiday this year. So I guess things are changing. But, I mean, but we can do things a, a little differently. A, a, I mean, a lot differently, really. So, and I think, and and even just also, Amy, I want to talk about just having a mere act of kindness. Do you know that sometimes that perfect gift could just be to just let someone know you care, let someone know that they matter, let them know that they're important? I think that those are great gifts to give individuals. I agree. Those are just words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all about the thought, and sometimes it's, I would love for people, you know, if people just remind you that they appreciate you. Sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so true. I would rather have that because, you know what, and, and it kind of reminds me of just um, Saturday. I don't know if you paid any attention to that gentleman's face. You know, I commend Tina for remembering people's birthdays and special occasions and stuff like that because just that pizza made that man about to cry. I was like, wow, wow. I know. It was like, someone, you guys remembered my birthday. You know, that just that, just that pizza, you walking in there with that food just brightened up his whole day. Totally. And I think... Those are times that things are, those gifts are way more important and memorable than a person going out, spending and blowing a lot of money. Any comments, Amy? Not at all. I think random acts of kindness, those were a really big thing for a while. And I think they are. It's just social media, we just don't read about it because there's a new fad in town. But um, I think... You know, you know, it's like pay it forward in the Starbucks line or start something like that. Except, yeah, I just think we need to do more random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. That is true. And I think losing that, and then we'll get back to the reason for the season is just be nice because you don't know who's who. You don't know who may just need a hug. That could be a perfect gift or who may just be able to just volunteer or just listen or just let someone in off the streets just for a meal. That may be a perfect gift. You know, or just telling someone, hey, you know what, I see you kind of stressed out. Let me babysit your kids for the day, you know, so that they can get set. Those are some things that could be a perfect gift. You know, a lot of, hey, let me go get your hair done or let me do your hair. You know, there's a lot of different things that people can do. And sometimes we're so busy striving for perfection, just be authentic and just be real. And I really think people would appreciate that. And then we also have to learn how to accept compliments and just to learn, like you said, tell people, I appreciate you. 
And that right there, Amy, can go a very, very long way. Now, what do you want to leave the listeners with as we end the show in regards to finding the perfect gift? Um, well, there's no such thing as perfect. And remember the reason for the season is the thought that counts. Give yourself mm-hmm. some grace and patience because it's a crazy time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and it's going to be an interesting show from the pulpit to the couch because the question was, how does Satan transform himself into an angel of the light? So I'm going to have to do some research in regards to finding out that because I know just like God can work through people and use people, so can Satan the devil. So I guess we're going to be talking about that tomorrow, how does Satan transform himself into an angel of light. So that will be on Christmas Eve at 11.30 a.m. So I want to thank you for listening at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And until next week, remember, you got this. Amy, I will call you back in a few minutes. Bye-bye.